When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week on Lone Logos. Yeah, it's going to look like we shot it in heaven. The blue filter? Yeah. Yes. I got your picture. On right now. With you. Dude. Like when I get nervous before I do a stunt, I'm like, just got to full send, just full send, full send. And I see your face in my head. Like, dude, they do that like weird endothermic reaction thing where they get cold in your mouth. You never eaten one? No. No, I haven't. <laughs> Sorry. Really? No. Dude, try it. I, no. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Bing, bing, bang, bong. What the heck is going on? It's Shola Mighty the Wenya. This is the Lone Lobos Podcast. I'm joined by my very special host, Jacob Scott Thomas Bertrand. And we're getting right into it today. Oh, yeah. Because we have a guest on that has never been on the podcast before, has listened to every episode. Oh, sure. A mega fan. <laughs> this is our first time incorporating. Yeah, we wanted to bring one of y'all out to the podcast. You're such a um, so without further ado, uh, this woman needs no introduction. She's one of our longest friends here on the Cobra Kai show. Um, but more than that, she is a runner, a fan <laughs> of all things banana flavored. A she Disney- likes sloths. She likes sloths. She likes heavy metal music, and she goes to Disneyland. You know her. You know love her, Miss Mary Madeline Mauser. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. What an introduction. (laughs) Thank you, Mary. I remember talking with you before this podcast was even a thing. I have very distinct memories of being in the Miyagi-Do set talking about what the podcast was supposed to be what we're trying to to do over here. So um, all of the love and energy that we were able to make on set definitely transcended and helped us um, in our first season of, of uh, the show. So none thank of the you. other ones, yeah. yeah. None of the other ones. <laughs> Just well, kick-started and it was all downhill well, from now, there because well, I wasn't there to give the encouragement. That's what right. You're saying. But now, <laughs> of course, we are learning from our mistakes and we are back on video this time. And we felt um, it, we couldn't wait any longer. It felt like the floodgates of the Lone Lobos comments were... Yeah, a lot of people were asking for you. <laughs> okay. And well, let's of, hope I don't disappoint. <laughs> no, you're not going to disappoint. It's definitely... What? She's over- Team Edward? Fuck! No. Yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe yeah. immediately. No, 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 no. We have to get to that part first for you to unsubscribe. Um, but... Alas, you are here. We did just watch Twilight. Um, and Shola for the first time. Of course, Shola for the first time. What do you mean, of course? There's um, literally, I don't think there's that many people left on planet Earth who haven't seen, haven't Twilight, seen Twilight in some capacity. Um, I mean, I guess I've seen it in some capacity too. Like I've seen scenes here and there, but yeah. the only scene that I had actually seen was 
was the lady the, throwing, oh, the, throwing the fish. No, you you started Twilight one time and you fell asleep. Oh, okay. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Wait, I did? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Dude, what's up with you falling asleep now Dude, in movies? I don't know what it is. What's I don't up know with this? This is a new thing. Who I started hanging out with, it definitely is a new thing. I did not sleep though this time, I suppose, no. and have no recollection, I guess, of the last time. Well, thank goodness. You not didn't only walk did he not sleep, did, like, but he had his laptop point. out. Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. walked away during 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 the spoiler for the three people on planet right. Earth, like Shadow, <laughs> yeah, who haven't it. seen Twilight. But the, the car crash, like, is the moment that he stands up and goes for to the real. kitchen, and Jacob and I are looking at each other like, I know. It's like, like a one like really crucial point. You you do do something when you watch <laughs> movies that I think is really interesting because you don't pause the movie when you walk away. Oh yeah. I mean so, yeah, so <laughs> the one moment Shell gets up to like, for I'm going to go get some water for like 30 seconds. I just hear <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sholo, Sholo. Wait, rewind. Oh, I wonder what happened. Um, <laughs> but I know I just figured I was I had just watched 2 minutes of Robert Pattinson go like <laughs> at the school desk with with Bella so I figured alright I'm probably good to stand up here at this moment but. I think you'd be the worst at, you know there's like an app for like it's an app oh, yeah. or a website Run that you can pee. go to yeah to like go pee at a certain time in the movie oh. if you had to go on instinct I would be like whatever time Sholo gets up is the don't time I will that. not get up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get up there I, I mean they, they picked up the movie very quickly I did enjoy um, it definitely feels like I am one chapter in a very long book. Like they just, she's not even a vampire yet. We don't even really know who Jacob is. We don't even really know who the Cullens are. <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, I rem But also as I was watching the movie, I kept having this like very distinct memory of like a trailer that I must have seen as a youth of one of the Twilights of like the it must have been Robert Pattinson or someone grabbing the bed frame and being like, ah, or she's having a baby or something like that. Grabbing the bed frame? Something like that. It's like Are you talking about Breaking Dawn? Maybe. Are you talking about their honeymoon? Yeah, maybe something the, like, like that. The like one sex scene we get that's like only yeah. kind of vaguely alluded to in the yeah. entirety of the series. I, aren't the I books like pretty sexual? No. no, I thought she was Mormon. She, the author is, uh, yeah. and so like they actually are, like it's like a big. It starts in like Eclipse when Edward and Bella get like closer again, like after the whole new moon separation. Of course, they like get closer again, and Bella's like consistently trying to sleep with him, and he is like adamantly like no, like this part of your soul I will leave untouched. Whoa. Like How and unless we're unless we are like wed, I I'm not gonna cross this boundary with you. And she's like, I don't want to get married. And he's like, well, then, like, too bad, so sad. We'll just wait. And so then she's finally, wow. by the end of the movie, she's like, put a ring on it. Whoa. I want to sleep with you so bad. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Well, we got to skip forward to that part. I am, I'm, um, no, what you're waiting for is juicy stuff. I'm, you're waiting for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, everything that we saw in the first movie was so juicy. Robert Pattinson in his bulging eyes every single scene. Dude, I forgot at the beginning, he's so weird. Like when he first sees Bella, he's like, yeah, yeah, what is, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine like what he smells his inner, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. In, it's in, the smell. Her smell is so intoxicating and intense. He's like, I can't control myself. Yeah. He like, that's, he, he, she has, she's what they call like Latua Cantante, which is like the, your blood, the blood singer. Like her Whoa. blood calls to him 
more than it would any human and vampire combo. And like every vampire has like their one thing, oh. but every other one of them's already killed. They're led to a cantante. Oh. <laughs> she, like, she's, he's the only, because he's so in love with her that he's going to like withstand and not hurt her. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he like smells her. And in the midnight sun, which is like the, you know, the companion of like Edward's perspective of twilight, there's again, just paragraphs on paragraphs of him talking about, he goes through the, the order in which he would murder everybody in the room. Oh God. And he's like, so that's what he's sitting there doing when he's like, like trying not to kill her. It does look like that. <laughs> he's like trying not to kill her, and he's sitting there contemplating who he would kill in what order. Oh my gosh! But he didn't have all that knowledge when he was filming the first one, though, right? I actually, Midnight Sun was partially written oh. and actually accidentally partially released oh. while Twilight, like back early on, and then Stephanie Byer. That's like when she was like, "I will not release this book because I." gave the partial manuscript to a friend as a gift and she posted it online. Oh. So I'm done with this thing. And then everybody Whoa. waited 10 years before it came back out again. Yo, she was like a SoundCloud rapper. She was like <laughs> Little Yachty. Little Yachty also had songs <laughs> leaked and he was like, fuck yeah, I'm just not going to release it then. All right. Yeah. But she, she'll be back just like Yachty. Okay. <laughs> well, I was glad we were talking about it and Mary said that Twilight is a 10 out of 10 movie. Um, yes. In film, in, actually. Right, right. You, you sorry. Uh, film. Craft. No, no, no. How do you say an art it? Piece. A picture. Yes. It's a oh, picture. You it's a it is theater. Marty it's yeah, pure yeah. theater. It is, right. Marty would <laughs> come in here. That's cinema. That's cinema. <laughs> why is it? Why is Twilight a 10 out of 10 movie for you, Mary? Aside from... The well, sexiness. Okay. Aside yeah, from what? No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't know aside from, because really, I just know that, okay... I know Twilight and have known about Twilight since I've known you mm -hmm. because, and I mean, I don't know how public this is. I don't know if you, I mean, I got on the record, but you, you loved Twilight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, like, I've talked about this maybe like one other time. I like I would say out loud, but no, out loud I talk about it plenty. Yeah. I mean, like publicly, yeah, like for not, strangers to no, notice no, about it's me. Not, it's not something like you, you're not coming out of the closet. It's not like a, a like a big thing but i've never in terms of like my dad likes star wars right you oh, know yeah, it does really like star know, wars. my mom likes x-men yeah and mary likes twilight mm -hmm. and <laughs> and like where my mom cut her hair to look like jubilee right as a kid mary you know would wear fangs <laughs> And you say that and it's not a joke. That's no, 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 I know. Okay. I, know I was like, no, was like great, I'm but, sorry if this is but, your first time hearing it. But. but I think I think my favorite was we did the same thing just getting out of PE class being like I can't I can't do PE I gotta stay inside we gotta <laughs> I gotta be a vampire I did I I, I, I failed did PE you succeed class. really yeah but I failed PE and like you I, like it was the sun. I literally like we I mean it was Southern California and you're supposed to like walk <laughs> do, a yeah, lap like, around do a mile the in grass. seven minutes yeah and, and I was like absolutely not so I would just pick the one shady corner and walk backwards and forwards in that one shady corner I was like I'm still moving Dude, you were and like, like had, so they would give me like partial credit for doing that but it wasn't enough partial credit because I and my locker had a like bottle of sunscreen that was like this big that I would cover myself in before I went out. And then I would also mix it with body glitter so that Whoa. I sparkled in the sun if I did have to go in the sun. <laughs> it was I was so dedicated. That body were, glitter came wait, from Hot Topic. You were doing 15-year-old Mary? 
No, this is like 13, 13 year old, 12, 13 year old. But you were doing euphoria makeup before it was cool. Yeah, had, that's so true. You had the glitter before. <laughs> highlight on highlight. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I would just love for people like coming up to you like, wow, your body is so glittery. That's so pretty. And you're like, no, this is the skin of a killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the skin of a killer, Bella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's the skin of a killer. What, why was he jumping out of trees? <laughs> you were dying cool. at that part. I, yeah, you no, were, that was looks, like the one that was well, the most enthused I heard you through that whole movie was well, when he was jumping around. Well, because like, I just imagine the spider CG, monkey. Well, because the CGI guy gets him jumping and uh. then freeze frames him and just like, <laughs> like, <he> just, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know why he was in the trees though. Because he can't. That's can. a really cool way to move around. Yeah, he's like. Fuck walking into the scene. Dude, what do his self tapes look like? If he's willing to jump, like, what is he's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I will say though, I wonder Robert, the process of how he booked that role. Cause everything I've ever heard about him in Twilight is that he fucking hated the process of filming it. Well, and, like, I had a lot of disagreements. So I'm really curious, did they like offer him the role? Do you know that? I actually don't, I don't know that. I kind of knew at the time that I was a diehard fan, which um, I called myself a Twihard. Um, so anyway, <laughs> great. So, and then anyway, I knew that he hated it. I knew that he had this like anger and resentment toward Twilight and I didn't want that to flavor my love toward oh. Twilight. Oh, so I avoided looking at like any interviews where like the oh. headline was like, Robert Pattinson discusses his disgust for, right. or Robert Pattinson like addresses his anger toward, I'm like, just blinders on and I'm going to love Robert Pattinson as wow. Edward Cullen. Kind of like. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have never really been that big into also the same, like looking into interviews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But who else is the, like one of the leads of a big ass franchise that's kind of just like, I not, hate this. Not, but it wasn't even, maybe he said, I hate it, but like, did he say I hate I it? I think this is stupid. I think he just, I think he's, I think since then he's probably said the word hate. At the time, he was being somewhat diplomatic about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like he was just airing the fact that it wasn't the type of project he, I think, thought yeah. he was going into. Yeah. Is my guess. I don't know. Do you I don't know a vampire movie like. But like I said, it was like a vampire movie. But it was like an indie, oh, and yeah, it was yeah. like, and it was Catherine Hardwick, and it was like everything was this, this blue tint, and like yeah. they were kind of on a shoestring budget, and they had an interesting audition process. Like he probably thought he was getting into some like really artsy cool he's a vampire yeah and know. i think he like had like interesting choices that he wanted to make where like edward had been been like basically clinically depressed and like frozen in this clinical depression for a hundred years like you know thinking like what depth that is and then they were like yeah but like you have to be cute about it yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you yeah but like you have to don't like, cry but, like, you're so hot. at the same time <laughs> yeah and for the better maybe maybe i mean I, I don't know how true it is, but I hear that he went, you know, he does Twilight. The industry is kind of like, oh, okay, you're kind of this guy now? All right, all right. And then the Safdie brothers come in and they're like, no, you have something different. I thought he hit up the Safdie brothers. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he hit up the Safdie brothers and was like, I fucking love your guys' stuff. Let's do something together. And they're like, he, hit them, he hit them up and was like, please, please pull me out yeah, of this please. hole. And they're like, okay, <laughs> Edward, relax. Yeah, Twy hard. Okay, keep Twying. Keep Twying. Yeah. Well, thank you for for showing it to me. Mm -hmm. I we still have to watch the others. Uh, as far right now, I mean, my predictions are obviously uh, Bella and Edward are to be wed, right? They're going to have a child. 
named Nymph. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. For all the people who have seen Twilight, I would like to know whether or not you like that better than the actual name. <laughs> because there's a lot of heated debate about the actual name Wait, of their is child. Is the actual name ugly? <laughs> the yes. actual child. Oh, The, the child is um, ugly. Oh, no. The child, the doll. No, not the actual actress they hired ugly. to play the kid. Oh. No, no, the doll. They used this doll. And, then, like, to, like, and it looks like Chucky. Oh, it like it's, it's like bizarre the like baby doll that they yeah. had to use because like this baby is born half human half vampire so it's like it's supposed to be born with the intellectual knowledge of a full fully developed adult what and it like has it's a it's got a full mouth of adult teeth but yo, baby sized yo but but so does that mean that he's conscious or she's conscious yes. coming out the womb she's conscious coming out of the womb her first memory I've is seeing her mother's body. As she's come out of her mother, looking what? at her mother's bleeding, dying body, and then being placed in her mother's arms, and she's like consciously aware enough to be like, "Hmm, looks looks fleshy," and like bite her mom. What? Like it's very bizarre. When you get into that shit, it's like actually really. Do they it's very get that interesting. into that in the movies? Um, it, no, kind of. They kind it kind of happens, but like, I feel like a lot of that's people going into the Twilight Illustrated Guide and then retroactively looking Got at you. Twilight and being like, Whoa. "Oh, that's what was happening." What's what crazy to me is the CGI for the baby looks so bad, but the I don't know. I assume they did CGI for Kristen Stewart when she lost all the weight. Mm-hmm. That looks like they also so had a, real. A doll for her though. They yeah. had a. Oh, they really? had. They made a body double of Kristen Stewart. Oh, that's cool. And they like you should look up the video because it's really bizarre because she's like emaciated basically while she's pregnant because the baby's like feeding on her and so she's got like all her bones are poking out and stuff and she's like very very skinny and like she looks very sickly they they made a doll of her because there was like there's a shot when she goes into labor we're really giving all the spoilers here no no you still have to you've said out loud you've committed to the fact that you're gonna watch the rest of them yeah i've said it to you okay great anyway so she when she goes into labor she like her spine snaps backwards damn so she like you don't really see it but like in the book that's what we know is happening they made the doll of her to like be able to like break her bones and have her look but they have her like on a string and like Kristen Stewart staring at her own like doll double of her that's like all emaciated so yes they did CGI her face but they also made it all do you think that they could redo redo it today Twilight Mm. who who could who could helm a weird role of I don't know I mean no (laughs) hard no right now why (laughs) no that that is not Edward whoa who is Edward well Edward was supposed to be this like in the book, he's like this boyish. He's like he's like Timothy boyish Chalamet. and beautiful. He's Timothy not Chalamet. like. He looks a little sickly. Okay. He looks uh, a little like Bella pregnant mm, to okay. me. Mm. <laughs> like his more face like Peter little... Pan guy. Peter Pan guy. Oh yeah, like the, OG the kid Peter Pan. Yeah, guy. remember the kid Peter Pan that everyone. Jeremy loves? Sumter. Yeah. I had the biggest crush on him. But like more like in that. Um. Not that boyish, but like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's he's supposed to look. Jesse younger McCartney. than the other ones. Oh. Okay, well, you guys are going back in time. This is okay, not somebody sorry, who could sorry, currently sorry, sorry. play. But that uh, look, but that look. Um, Yeah. Jacob Tremblay. I don't know what his face looks like. I'm really bad with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just right. know him from the room. <laughs> yeah, but he was so young in that. No, no, no. He has to be like, it has to be like Griffin. Actually, Griffin could definitely play Edward. Whoa. Well, you heard But you don't were... tell him that I said that because then he's going to be all butthurt. He's going to be like, I'm not boyish. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm grown no, up. No, but I mean, in the in the movie, he definitely doesn't. I mean, maybe he seems. Um, 
like hot headed, but I don't know if he seems boyish. Like his original, he's fucking a hundred something. No? I know. Well, that's the thing. He's described as looking like drastically younger than his siblings. But the uh, Stephanie Meyer's original fan cast for him, like wh- who she was picturing, was Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, huh. And then, um, what's I her name? Who that. did Fifty Shades of Grey? Was her Bella Dakota, Dakota Johnson? Dakota Johnson. Dakota, Dakota Johnson, Johnson. Which is ironic because Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction. Yep. Oh, so she did end up oh, playing right. Bella. What? Just the spicy Bella. Dude, oh. spicy Bella for real. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're giving us all the and Anna Kendrick looking the same ass. What the heck? I know. Oh, yeah. she, there's she, an interview she where she literally is age. like, "I forgot I did that movie." Yeah. <laughs> when they, when they ask her about Twilight, like she's her. like, that's "I forgot I did that movie." That was, that was a good impersonation too. <laughs> oh, thank you. She <laughs> really doesn't age. No. Anna Kendrick. She's a vampire. I'm so. I'm so She's curious what she so looks true. like now. She's the actual only vampire. She probably on looks the exact same. Yeah, right. Anna Kendrick, do you think she's cool or no? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, nice. I think so. Why? What, were you going to judge me? Were you going to kick me off the couch if I said no? Yeah, I was going to be like, oh. Jacob okay. really likes Pitch Perfect. I love Pitch Perfect. Okay. It's like my one. I have a story for you. Remind like me to tell secret. you we're not being recorded. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, y'all. You'll have to listen to the bonus. He's about to say some. Whoa, what? What? <laughs> no cut. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening. We have never talked about Twilight before. So I not feel only like have you never, was... I'm sure you've never talked about Twilight this much in your life at all. No. Definitely not. <laughs> but I'm glad I usually. I got to figure out what my favorite shot from the movie is. I have my little journal, my movie journal. Okay. Right here where I where I draw some of my favorite shots from the movies cool okay and i gotta figure out what my favorite shot is was from this movie mm. none stand out to me right now uh i like some of the they had some of uh, i liked what they did with the the visuals for this will be the last thing about the movie but mm-hmm. um when she was like remembering um the the crash happen or when they uh. go into like the dream sequences and stuff like that they had some cool some cool effects there. You didn't like the one where they swung around to Edward watching her sleep and then swung back around? Yo, that, sh- that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was the craziest Texas switch I've ever seen right now. He did a stop, drop, and roll for sure. <laughs> or or no, that one was that one was was weird. Or when you mentioned oh. random ass <laughs> that when she's walking back in the house, he's just in the corner yeah. in her room already. Dude, she's arguing with Dude. her dad. This, by arguing. the way, like I... I really appreciate that you guys had to watch it like that with me because Sholo did request once that I stop talking, but I didn't Uh, listen to him at all. And I continued talking through the entirety (laughs) of the film, quoting the movie. And then when I wasn't quoting the movie, like when it was dead air and nobody was talking, I was telling them facts about the movie. You know that actually in this part. (laughs) No, she wasn't quoting the movie, by the way. That sounds like, you know, you're... It was a sing-along. It was a a talk-along... Before the lines were happening, Mary was like, "I'm a demon." <laughs> I don't. I, don't, I couldn't even say any of the lines, but um, anyway. I like the one where I forget the guy's name, but he just comes in. And Mary with him goes, "How you liking the rain, girl?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny. Yeah, that There's that one, favorites. and then the Mr. Molina when he's like, "Green means what? Good. Let's go." Let's go. And yeah, I think what? about yeah. that. I don't know. Re- I quote that line regularly, and nobody knows what I'm quoting because nobody, even who people who love Twilight, don't care because, about yeah, that. Yeah, he's pointing at him. green jacket. But then they're going into the greenhouse. They're going into. That's what. 
Yeah. Maybe he, I think maybe yeah, that's it's so scripted, weird. right. Yeah, he was but, like, green. Not knowing that they're going to the greenhouse before he says that line, you're like, like, there's a green light? Yeah. Like, what? Green light, green jacket, yeah. green is a word that we're using. Yeah. Do you feel anyway. like you've gotten a little taste of how intense a fandom can be being that you know the Twilight fandom and now know the Cobra Kai fandom? Do you feel like there's something that you learned from from being a fan and to now having a bunch of fans? Yeah, about like- the, the, the thing that I learned is it's really, really funny to Google fan fiction. Because yeah? <laughs> I, like, I used to read and write <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> so I now I, it's like a, a pastime of mine and I know the right words to search to be like, oh, it's this, this and this and ooh and like maybe a one shot where they're talking about blah, blah, blah. And then like, it's and I there. come up on the funniest shit that's like Cobra Kai fan fiction that I think we, is so funny. We had a scene in this season that one of our cast members was like, I just know that there will be stuff written about. Oh this my scene. god! I know what oh, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. The one you guys did the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> it was just I didn't. I was like, I've never thought about that before, but you're right. <laughs> I feel like your guys's will be written about a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait. Just wait. like in general, like that that yeah, yeah, storyline, yeah. that yeah. that idea. That idea will be written about more. Wait with. Yeah. What? I don't know. I Wait, what? Like... Well, you don't... We, we, we... No, I mean, we could bleep it out. You could, okay, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, all right. I think that will be written about a lot. Yeah. Do you are do you ever go and... So, wait, wait. But you like Great British Bake Off. So, are you mm-hmm. watching... Do they... Is it like... Is it Rule 34 or something? Like, there anything... There Anything goes or... What do you is mean? Like, or are there shows that are made? That's a for good question. Fiction? I actually have never really thought to like look up something that's like really off the wall yeah. fan fiction. But I mean, but there's I people fan fiction. Yeah. There, there is a fan fiction that I stumbled on season two, like really early on, where somebody had written themselves as as a, being a part of the cast. Oh, so like they were like <clears throat> writing themselves as being on set with us oh. going to film scenes for Cobra Wait, Kai. So it was whoa. like very, yeah, like very trippy. Yeah. But um, so no, I, I don't know if there's like really a line that divides what is or is not fan fictionable. No, there's fan fiction for everything for sure. I Yeah, I feel like especially like AO3, like that, there's just an endless, like anything you want to look up, you'll what's, find it. What's that? I'm sorry? Uh, Archive of our own. AO3 oh, oh, is what AO3. it's called. But it's that's okay. like one of the websites. But like you can literally find anything. Um anyway, no, but I, I feel like that's I mean, that's the main thing of like I guess I care so much yeah. when it comes to with CK, like when we're like when I'm making like what seems like a small decision. Yeah. Like Season, I think between seasons two and three, Samantha went from wearing brown eyeliner or no eyeliner to brown eyeliner. And we couldn't get her all the way to black eyeliner because that was too close to Tori. But I was allowed Mm. to do brown eyeliner. And that was like to anybody else who probably would never notice. But like because it's something that I would have thought of if I really followed the show. I care about that. Like I care so much about the smallest things that I think everybody else would probably just roll their eyes at. But like it matters to me because... I I really try and think about, I mean, any job I do in general, but this one being that I've, I've grown up with Samantha. I've watched all of you guys grow up 
through this show, like it means so much to me to think of Samantha as the character that like, what, what do I wish I had had Mm. when I was 15, when I was 16? Like, and that's the, the character that I'm want to build and that I want to portray. So therefore I think about it. What would 15 year old me have cared about a lot? And it's like all those really tiny things. Like, I'm left-handed, so it's, like, really important to me that Samantha fights left-handed as much as possible because that's something I do. Um, I, like, one of the ones that's, like, really, I mean, like, now it's kind of a running joke on set and people ask me about it all the time, but is her nail color Mm -hmm. because it's, like, so important to me. I'm, like, so thoughtful. And, like, blue's my favorite color, so, like, I just have blue nails right now. But, like, in general, I will, like, when it's Samantha, like, I will, like... For me, like what color nail she has is indicative of like what dojo she's in at the time. And like whether or not, yeah, kind of like a mood ring. Like her season four tournament nails was like a huge debate between me and Jamie, our Ah. makeup artist. We were like, we were like, okay, but like technically she's kind of got some eagle fang in her right now and that's going to come out, but we don't want to spoil that because we still think that she's Miyagi Do and like how much of that's going to be visual and how much of that's like internal and like, you know, she would have flashy nails maybe because she went and got them done. Like we got like the hot, like the hollow, like the chrome on it. And it was like, you know, this makes it kind of flashy and like big, like she wants to be seen. But then at the same time, like, is that something she would do if she were purely Miyagi-Do? So maybe this is in a way it's its own eagle fangness that she's doing this. It really does feel, though, that like that's kind of the best part of getting to do your job is like every department gets to nerd out on their Mm -hmm. department, like the sound people, you know, the set deck. Mm -hmm. The the goal is to have it be as rich as possible. So what. What, like, how early along do you figure out, like, I need to start fitting, like, finding this inner child and, you know, kind of feeding that inner child versus just kind of being, like, because I I guess there's one thing to be the character that, like, to play towards the audience, to be Mm -hmm. like, I know the audience wants this, you know, yada, 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 versus to make, like, a different choice. You know, what do you what do you do to make sure that you are making your inner child happy? I guess I've like, I being that I started this so young, like I, it, there was, I started acting when I was five for anybody who doesn't know that. Um, and to me at the time, like, and what I've said about it for years is like, it, to me, it was grown ups playing make believe with me. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like, it was fun. And that's all it was. I didn't think of it as a job for a long, long time. And then I went through a phase where I was like, oh, shit, it's a job. And I got to take it very seriously. And then and then I was like, wait, but it's a fun job. And that's kind of the point is to have fun with it. And I do take it very seriously. But I feel like where I have fun is in taking it seriously. Like the more real, the more meaningful every one of those little decisions, the more joy I get out of it and the more that I do feed that inner child. But I think that there's also the I don't know, with this one specifically, this was the first show and not that I haven't put equal effort into all the things I've done in my life, but I'm sure you guys feel the I same mean, way of like put the most effort into this one. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, basically. But, no, totally. But what I'm what I mean is the the mental. This was my first time where I felt like I was being taken seriously as an adult yeah, on set. Same. Like every mm-hmm. other job before this, I was a child actor. Yeah. And this was, you know, I had already been an adult actor for a while, and I also got my like chess piece so I could work as an adult when I was younger. So like I had been treated as an adult on set but not treated as like a creative equal on set. And so this was the first time where like season one, I vividly remember so strongly with you, Sholo, going up to the three amigos as, as I call them, but our, our creators, Josh, John and Hayden um, before the tournament, because I, we did not like the breakup scene 
mm-hmm. between Miguel and Sam when I was supposed to like come up to you. And originally it was scripted that I came up and apologized to you for what went down at the beach with Robbie. Yeah, I and I that. said, I don't like that. And you were like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And it, and it doesn't really make sense for me to be such a jerk about yeah. it after anyway. And we were like, yeah. So, you know, we went up to them at like lunch and we were like, you know, this is what we don't want to do. And they were like, okay, well then give us a version of what you do want to do. So there's me and Sholo. Like, well, I guess I was like 20 or 21 and you're 16. We're sitting over in on the bleachers at the tournament, like writing out on the script our like pitch for what we oh, wanted whoa, the scene to go. That. And that was the first time I'd ever done that where I was brave enough to say, I don't like something yeah. and brave enough to say, you know, or not that I don't like it, but like can, what we went up and said was like, this doesn't make sense to me for what you said you want here and yeah. here. And they were kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, a lot of things have changed since we wrote the initial draft of the script. So I agree. Like, you know, let's see a different version of it. And they were super supportive. And that was the first time I like had that kind of freedom and that kind of support. And like I remember seeing it like shaking hands, sweating, being like, but but if I say like, I don't yeah. want to tell them I don't like something or like I don't want to. And yeah, they were so sure. great about it. And like. Now, now I feel like I get to carry that with me to other things, you know, yeah. in life, but it also in this career where I get to now feel like, oh, I, I know the right way to maybe say, you know, hey, or especially these characters, because we've all like lived with them for so long at this point that like you have confidence. Yeah. Like maturity. I know, first of all, they write to my version of Samantha. They write Samantha in a way that I now understand her. And then and then we meet in the middle in the place of I can say you know, I feel like we've kind of said this line before. Can we yeah. say it like this? And like, oh, yeah, you're right. You did say that kind of like season two. Yeah, let's try it this way instead. I'm like, great. I love that. Yeah. You know? Just, that's interesting. Thank you. No, that's just... <laughs> okay, <laughs> just that, full stop. Well, no, no, I just... <laughs> my... No, yeah. This is probably... My experience is like the opposite. A lot of the things that I am like, I don't really agree that, you know, Hawk would do this or Hawk would do that. They're like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> And rolling. Right. Well, I guess, what do you, I mean, this is a conversation for another time, I guess, but. The the biggest thing was I didn't think uh, Hawk would go over to Miyagi-Do. After breaking Dimitri's arm Uh. and beating the shit out of Brux, it seemed like so just like, okay, like, now I want Mm. to be good. Like, well, I think your character is too likable for you to be a bad guy for too long. Like, I think maybe it was helpful for them, for you to kind of join the bad guys for a little bit. To, to spice up the energy, but I think because you're such a likable character, like it doesn't really like people like to cheer for you more than they like to be like, fuck Hawk. Like I can't really think of a situation where they would want to do that. Yeah, but Crease, they wrote him into like, that into that corner. I was like, but there. but you but you were wrote into that corner because of like like pain and people help pain and your friend helped you. Not really. I literally was just watching them all get beat up and was like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's definitely, it's one of those things, uh, I mean, you could definitely speak to it, Jacob, the kind of, I was speaking to it right now, I'm, I'm getting to shadow one of our directors oh, on yeah, Cobra yeah. Kai, and I was asking him, you know, what are, how do you, you know, make sure that you're still the director and that you're still having a say when really, like, the showrunners, the oh, writers... Yeah you know, the production has, there's so much already set out for you. How do you add your own flavor to it? And he was like, honestly, that's kind of one of the biggest, hardest parts about, you know, directing on TV shows is that, you know, I, 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 my job as someone who's directing TV shows is to make sure that we make our days as efficiently as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and to make the vibes on set as great as possible and whatnot. 
And, and there is a little bit of like sacrifice that goes into it, I guess, as well. And being like, like shit, maybe this is how I wouldn't have shot it, but like, this is how we got to do it. And, and I think maybe a little bit of that kind of goes into, you know, the characters as well as actors. There's definitely been moments, I'm sure as we get older, I, you know, sometimes I think about it as well. Like, ah, if these guys were to just talk here or if they like, maybe if they like were to do things here a little bit different, but you know, it's fantasia. Fantasia. That's funny that you say that because that's something that like with acting wise that I really think about is like the, and we all talk about it now on set because we've all grown up so much and in the world of Cobra Kai, like such a truncated period of time has actually passed. And so we're able to now be like, but wouldn't like, you know, it's been so long. Like, why would I be holding on to this anymore? Yeah. It's and it's like both like, yeah, both yeah. both at the same time. The truth is it hasn't been that long for our yeah. characters. And they're also teenagers. Yeah. And yeah. there's that like that dynamic of like, I remember angst. being a teenager playing, playing even younger than I was and being like, man, I just want to play my age at like yeah. 17. I was like, I can't wait to book a role where I can just play 17, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> and but, so mature. but the 20 year olds were playing 17 and I it was yeah. driving me nuts at the time. And I like, you know, for better or worse, I see both sides of it now because I can also see that I, as a 20 something year old, can bring stuff to a 17 year old that at 17, I was too close to see. Yeah. You know, I like at 17 years old, I felt too much shame, which is just so inherent to adolescence. I felt too so much uh, like embarrassment, so much internal, you know, funny enough, it kind of is back to the twilight thing, you know, but like I felt so much of that, like the awkwardness and all yeah. of that, that like I wasn't far enough away from it yet to be able to accurately portray it. Mm-hmm. I was like living it, you know, whereas now I can be like, when I sit there with a line from Samantha and I'm like, I don't really know if I would be that heated about this. Yeah. You know, why would I be that mad? Can't I just talk it out? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at it and I'm like, well, first of all, it hasn't been that long for Samantha as it's been for Mary. I've, yeah. I've known these people for years. Second of all, she's, you know, a teenager. And what would I have done at 17? I probably actually would have been a lot worse about it. So good on Samantha for having, <laughs> yeah, yeah. having some wisdom to, to bring to this situation. So then what about now? What are your, you know, as this kind of chapter is closing and you get to say goodbye to a character like Samantha, do you, is there still a, an excitement about getting to portray a character that's in high school and getting to kind of tackle those, that, you know, that moment in, in those our teams, life? Those or, or do you have, you know, aspirations to move behind the camera what you know what, what what's are you, next yeah not even what's yeah not what's next what do you want sometimes to yeah, yeah. If, if it was up to you and you and you could try something new what would you want to kind of try I like I feel like all my life I've you know people because I've been doing this for so many years have said the stuff I'm sure you guys have heard it too of like so when are you getting behind the camera so when are you yeah. getting behind the camera and I always was like adamant and like no not for me I'm not interested like yeah. it'll never be me that'll never be me yeah. and then now as an adult where I've kind of gotten <laughs> to a place well where I've gotten to a place where I I've tried to you know take a step back and look at it from other perspectives I now kind of like you were saying about the like every department having their own way of geeking out like yeah. I've spent so long with this character now that I haven't had to be like in over my head just trying to get through the job of being an actor. Um, I've had time to get to know this character enough that I can put those thoughts to the wayside and pay attention to all these other details and it's made me now be like, oh, I could see myself doing, doing, yeah, doing the uh, writing has always been something that I'm passionate about but not script writing. I'm, it's not, 
I talk too much. Okay. And <laughs> script writing is like making a, I see it as like building a skeleton and then everybody else gets to put flesh on it. Okay. And I like, I have That's too many control issues. First of all, <laughs> weird ass visual. I just put that in my brain. It's like a skeleton that everyone gets to put their muscles on. Well, okay. Bring in the know. ligament guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great analogy. Definitely is exactly like that. But I was like, what? <laughs> Anyway, I like I could see myself. Um, I also like IPA on our days off, as you guys know, like which is being a production assistant. Um, and that's given me a chance to get to talk with every different department and interact with them in new ways. And it's made me like really be like, oh, I want to like spend more time learning about this. So I could see myself going a lot of different directions if I, you know, have the opportunity. But I think I think really like I don't I don't mind telling more stories out of high school, but yeah. I also don't mind moving on to a different part of my life and exploring that because there is like a lot of stories that I have. I think everybody obviously approaches this career very differently, right? Like where you draw inspiration from and why you do what you do. Yeah. For me, it's always been super personal. Like in order for something to make sense in a scene, it has to connect to something that's in real life for me, Mary. Mm. And I know other people are like adamantly like don't like the having opposite. any connection. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has to be like they have to build the world that they're going to live in and live in that world. I have to, it has to like tether for me. And so there's a lot of pieces of my life that are still untouched by characters that I've gotten to play. So like there's a lot of things mm. left that I could deconstruct yeah. and draw Both from wrong. and and explore. There's a lot of versions of 15 and 16 year old Mary that haven't been explored. There's a lot of versions of 21 year old Mary. There's a lot of versions of 27 year old Mary that haven't been explored yet. So, you know, I, in terms of this career, that's the fun is that like it's endless in that way. Like as long as there are people making scripts and opportunities where somebody be willing to give me a chance to do it, there's a million opportunities for me to do different things. That's fucking right. And we're so excited to see it. It trips <laughs> me out to think that we've been doing this for almost seven years and yeah. now we're about to be sent off and there's still so much career like to go. I know. Career, even outside of career, so much life to go. So Don't um, get me all emotional. I was thinking about that last <laughs> night. We were sitting there watching the movie. I was looking at you. I like I looked over and I was looking at you guys and I was like, fuck. Like this is so <laughs> weird that this is well, never mind. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I'm going to talk about something else. <laughs> well, Mary, we got some questions for you. The the people of Lone Lobos, our libidos, have spoken. What? And Is that what you call them? <laughs> yeah, the <Yeah>. libidos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Just a word. Okay. <laughs> it patent pending. We're still figuring it out the name. Mm -hmm, We're mm -hmm. testing out names. Um, We're going to make sure it's we are libido. We are proud. <laughs> yes, yes. I, yes. Um... Do you want to? Do y'all have any team, or can yeah. I start and then? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, kick it off. You're on a right. you're on a roll. All right, all right. So we got some questions submitted from voicemail, email, Instagram, Ooh. and Brian is wondering when are we going to get you in a horror movie? Whoa! <laughs> you love all things metal. You love all things horror. How come we have yet to see you? Uh, you know, scream. <laughs> um. Samantha like has a war cry. Okay, she's like, no, no, I'm kidding. But I actually have done a horror movie. Um, it was in a very weird time in my life, so it's one of those things that like I look back on and I just cringe so <gasps> hard. I like it's so really it's, do not for the love of God okay. do not look it up. But whoa, um, I mean, you brought it up. We believe. But well, I'm gonna be honest. If anybody checks my IMDb, yeah, yeah. you'll see it. <laughs> so I'm not gonna movie, lie yeah, and yeah. say I haven't done a horror movie. How old are you? Uh, I was freshly 18 
I mean, I was like, like it might have been like two months after I turned 18. Wow. Um, Do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it as as much as you enjoy watching it? Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. It was such a blast. I like and I I grew up doing crime dramas. So like those are like mini, you know, mini little kind of like thrillers. I don't know about horrors, but they're little thrillers. And like, I love that shit. Like that was my favorite. Like when I was eight years old, I was on an episode of CSI and I I had my like my character got my throat oh my slit and like I was in the hospital with like barely able to talk like my voice box like and I was oh my I god you were so loving much it oh, fun. Yeah. I was gosh. eight years old and, and I was like running around I was like guys I get to get shot today yeah. and everybody was like like are you okay kid yeah so, so I think my sister was mentioning you were on body of interest getting like dunked in something Oh, um, no, Scorpion, bu- Scorpion, that's Scorpion. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, that one was like the girl was she was like a bubble girl. So okay. she had like she had to live in this like isolated oh, bubble. because yeah. She was like deathly allergic to the world and a tree fell on her house. So the bubble was going to get punctured, basically, like the the system they had built was going to fail. So they had to like figure out how to get the character out of there. And in that process, they had to like figure out some sterile way to, to take care of her. So they put her in like a suit, but the suit hadn't been sterilized properly long enough. And so in transit, she started to have like a deathly allergic reaction. Yeah. And then so they were like, well, the other thing that's sterile is honey. So they got like this, like a literal barrel of honey and like had the character like with a, a breathable yeah. mask, like hooked to oxygen, like dunked down in the tank. And then they transported her that way until they could get her into a sterilized room. Whoa. But the reality of that is that that does not work. There is no such thing as like an oxygen mask you can wear under honey, on honey. your honey. And, and they couldn't use actual honey because it was too liquidy. Yeah. So they used methicil, which is okay. like a, a food grade thickener. It's like what makes Frosties thick. Um, and so oh it's like gosh. clear. So they dyed the methicil to look like honey. And then they put me inside of that. But, but and when I went for the audition, they were like, are you claustrophobic? And I was like, no. I'm absolutely claustrophobic. Oh, you had no so idea. I well, I kind of knew, but I didn't have any idea it would go like yeah. that. I, you know oh what I mean? I thought they were talking gosh. about the suit. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I can wear a suit, like I can see through it, yeah. I'll be fine. Can you drown? Yeah, no, they like legitimately Dude. submerged me into this vat of methicil. You were eight twice. Then? No, no, this is when I was an adult. Oh, okay. No, 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 yeah, yeah. That, no, this was, was an adult. I was six. No. But um, but no, they like had to put me under it for the scene where I like went in. I had to like step in, and they were like, "Just go down and go down as far as you can because it's barely going to cover the top of your head, and it's not believable unless we oh can God. see you completely submerged." And then hold your breath for as long as possible because oh we need to get God. this shot. And it was like at sunset. So it was like at golden yeah, hour. Like, like there's there's the, no way to crap. like reset it either because like once I go in, I You're can't in, come yeah. back out. So it was like terrible. And then I had to go back in to come back out of this, like the the goop thing when they had her. And that one, they had made a disc of wax and put it on top of there to look like caramelized honey because they had to like light the room on fire in order to sterilize it. And then I was supposed to come out of that. And they were like, so just go down and hold your breath for as long as possible. You're going to feel two taps on the barrel. And that means that we're set. And then after that, wait as long as you possibly can before you come back up. Wow. And I what like I, the second that they did it, they had me go down and then they went tap, tap. I went, because <gasps> I was like, I can't do it. I could not do it for longer than that one second. So they got exactly that shot and that shot only. But anyway, it worked Whoa. out. It was super fun. But yes, wow. long story long, I would love to do a horror movie, but it would have to be the right horror movie at this point. But I would. Can you give us no like, maybe one that no you've honey. liked in the last 10 years? You would do so the fun. honey again? Yeah, it was so fun. It was terrible when it was happening, but I love it. When you were walking up to the honey, were you like, oh, this is going to be fine? And then doing it, you're like, I 
yes. Or yeah. walking up to it, you're like, oh, uh, God. The, well, uh, coming out of it was worse than going into it because the going into it, I only got the one take. So I could not mess it up. Coming out of it, I could start already covered in the honey. So we could do oh. it a few times. Oh. Um, so the going in was way more terrifying. And I hadn't been in it yet. So I didn't know. They had let me test it. Then they put my hand in it. They had let, they had, the stunt double had talked to me about it. Like, you know, there was lots of different aspects of how we had discussed it, but I couldn't physically go in it to test it. So that was like way more terrifying than the scene we're coming out of it. Yeah. I feel like that stuff is like what I just imagine is you go in, Uh you sink down, it's all pitch black and time just slows down and just your inner demon is like, Hello, Mary. That's it, almost I've exactly what it was like. But I saw the demon and I was like, goodbye. And I just <laughs> shot back out of there. Peace, peace. <laughs> wow. This- ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically funny. immediately in there. And I, I remember popping up and my, I like going, <gasps> did you guys get it? Because I was like immediately like, <laughs> like if they They're didn't like, get well, it, it not would anymore. suck. <laughs> the camera guy's got a bagel in his mouth and he's like, oh. Yeah, exactly. He's not even holding the camera. He's like, oh, we just accidentally tapped yeah, the Yeah, anyway, long story long, I would love to do a horror movie. I They're... they're I'm, I would love to do many a horror movie. But do you want to kill or be killed? What would yes. you rather do? I, I've said for years that my like dream role right now, yeah, like literally any option, but my dream role would is like a Dexter type thing because okay. I think I, I look too much like the girl next door to feasibly pe- play any sort of actual, okay. like visibly unhinged sociopath, uh. but I think I could play the like the person that nobody suspects right. who has a secret second life. Fexter. <laughs> Tanner liked that one. All right, Tanner liked Fexter. Do y'all have any? Can you guys give us your closing questions? Yeah, yeah. So here's one: If you had to live on an abandoned island, who would you take with you, Sholo or Jacob, and why? Oh God, Sholo. No. Why is my Ooh. dog not an option? Can I have Lady? There, there is an option. I, I should we plead, plead our cases? Wait. Oh, go oh, ahead. Okay. Yeah, pitch it, and then no, I'll okay, decide. No, okay. So let's let's twist it. The three of you go to an abandoned island, but there's only room for two of you, and you have to kill one of them. Oh. Who are you keeping alive, oh. and why? Oh. oh no, I know the easy answer to that. Are you asking me who's staying alive? Or are you Mary. asking them? Because <laughs> easily, I'm type one diabetic. I know they both would look at me and be like, "Nah, you're not gonna no, last you, long anyway." No, and they but just you're the refrigerator here on this. Yeah, thing. they just boot me yeah. off. Yeah, the no, you're the chosen one. I get to choose. Okay, okay, I get to choose. You're queen of the island. All right, who's going on the island with you? So let's see. I'm um, going to I fold clothes really well. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh I He makes a good French onion soup. I could do French onion soup. It depends okay. if we got those type of ingredients on the island. Right. Um I won't whistle. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's the promise right there. All right, Jacob, yeah. what's your case then? Despite my whistling. Uh-huh. Um you're not going to care about your clothes when we're trying to survive on an island. Right. I could probably hunt a lot better than Sholo. Okay. Right. I, I'm not scared to climb the trees to get the coconuts. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll fight for you. Okay. okay. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'm more of the mountain man. I actually. We would live a lot longer if I was there. If you I'm so me. sorry, Sholo. No, I, I really was. I was planning on making Jacob. Just, yeah. First of all, even the whistling, <laughs> even the whistling, maybe he could turn into some sort of bird call. He's and also get us some food. <laughs> he's also really good at braiding hair. I am good at braiding hair. Are you? I am. Oh yeah. my god, that's like All my right. number one. Like the suit. Like if I'm ever in a shitty mood, that's braiding what hair? I want. I want somebody to braid my hair. Fuck. Get fucked. <laughs> you Yo, get to live. What, what happens when you have a younger a, sister, not an older sister? What a random. <laughs> what a random thing for you 
the deciding that factor. That was so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also okay. the mountain man thing. I'm not gonna lie. Like the fact that he actually does hike and shit like that. Like I, <laughs> I would okay. trust him. I wasn't it. on the crash landing plane apparently. So uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm he ate you. Oh, yeah, no, you you made it to the island. We were deciding whether or not to kill who you. Was gonna, yeah, who is oh, gonna be? Gotcha. This is some okay. society of the snow shit, bro. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even faster than Jacob, so I can't run away. <laughs> and I don't have to run in the scenario because <laughs> otherwise I yes. would be dead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mary just goes, I pick Jacob. I go. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Well, it's okay. Let's go. Despite the whistling, right, so Jacob, go. you're the chosen one to survive on the island. Monica, I also know more about diabetes too. Okay. okay. You would eat all my glucose tablets. More than though. Mary? That's you, would, true. you would eat all my glucose tablets That's and true. I would die. I love those glucose tabs. They're so awesome. Dude, they do that like weird endothermic reaction thing where they get cold in your mouth. You've never eaten one? Are you fucking kidding me? Use the mic. No. No, what happened? <laughs> really? No. Dude, try it. I no. <laughs> they're they're like it's I don't know why he loves them so much. They're so chalky. Like, I just like so the reaction. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Them? No. Monica, what is our last question <laughs> oh, okay, before sorry. we get into Song of the Week? Like, oh. oh, my yeah. last question for Mary is, what is your favorite piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Mm. Ooh. Did you see that as cold? <laughs> Mine's not getting cold. Shello's not convinced. You chew it? On it but you chew it? J- oh, no. Jacob's having a time Crunch right it now. and it'll get cold as it. Shello's like, this is the worst candy <laughs> so slightly cold yeah so slightly it's, cold it's, okay, it's just like yeah it's just super intense sugar um best advice <laughs> i've ever gotten You're like, it's getting hotter tanner's like mm, give me like two seconds you need to talk amongst yourselves about the glucose tablets we'll just think about all the conversations we've had oh there we go right and then think go about, the polar opposite <laughs> of that think about everything jacob's ever told you i kind of got cold right but for a second but it's cool it's definitely a smarty i mm-hmm. Oh, Mo decided to return. Hi, Mo. I won't bite, I swear. Just think about your conversations with your dog. I, you know what? In that case, Lady's actually a genius. She gives me great life advice. Um, I actually, hi, baby. What's that? What's that? I, uh, I don't know about the best life advice I've ever gotten because I like, I, that's too, it's too broad. But I will say that of the people in this room, I do have a memory of Sholo pretty early on. Let's go. Season <laughs> season one. <laughs> we no, we were just having a conversation. You need you weren't even addressing me really, but we were like having a conversation about um I forget what. And it was I was think I was saying something about like, oh, I appreciate that like that you don't <laughs> kind of like I don't remember how I phrased it, but I, I think I said something along the lines of like I appreciate that you don't like you don't hold back. And you're you're very respectful, but you you are very like yourself, and uh, which is so Gemini of you. But um, <laughs> I I like I think I've taken that, and I said it in that moment. I remember saying like I want to live my life more like that, and I think I actually have taken that and like really ran with it for the last going on eight years that I've that I've known you. But like I think I I really have taken that as part of my life, uh, and and wanted to make myself um, more unapologetically myself which sounds so like yeah. cheesy and authentic. typical but like yeah I think I was like I always felt like authentically me inside you know mm. but like I didn't I didn't feel super confident with um in spite of being the person who wore vampire fangs publicly in middle school um I still felt like there was so much of myself that I was more worried about what other people wanted from me than yeah. what I wanted to give to people and 
I think I, I am still working on it, but finding a better balance in my life for being more, uh, I don't want to say that Uh, being, being more, um, yeah, I guess just being more unapologetically myself. Yeah. It's, it's a very, first of all, thank you. Oh no, don't let it go giving you a big head. Okay. You were like 16 at the time. I think that's one of the greatest, um, I, I think one of the most, yeah, heartwarming compliments to get is like, yeah, you like, you're, you're enough. And I think that especially in this industry, it's so great when you can feel like you belong, not that you just fit in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, I, I definitely agree that, um, when we were starting to make the show, being that it, for me, at least like was definitely the biggest opportunity. It felt like a big opportunity that had gotten placed upon. It was so great to have friends like yourself, Mary, who um, made it easy to, to talk to and hang out with and, and be friendly with. And I think it definitely helped build the confidence to, to, yeah, just be unapologetic and be yourself and, and um yeah i was definitely myself those those first those first couple of seasons it was so fun thinking back looking at our memories going to freds going to top golf hopping in bo's car oh my gosh i remember the first time it must have been one of the first times i hung out with all you guys um i think as we did go to top golf yeah and i just remember like we didn't really know each other mm-hmm. cuz we had like no scenes together Mm-mm. but i just remember Dying laughing with you when Sholo went to swing and just threw his golf club <laughs> off yep. the third floor. I still talk about that, yeah. by the way. Like when we went there for Griffin's birthday a few weeks ago, oh, like yeah. I was literally like, oh my God, I remember, I remember when Sholo just completely yeah. threw the golf club. But that was like the first time I like laughed with Mary and I was like, oh, this is so fucking fun. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. I actually also to say as positive life advice, Jacob, Jacob does have one that does still. It's it's now an intrusive thought in my brain that still exists. Those are those are helpful. No, no. Um, <laughs> this is a positive intrusive oh, nice, thought. Nice, nice, nice. Um, no, it was that I. It was season two, my first fight sequence, oh. and my first person I had to fight was you, and you already had a whole season of experience. Yeah. You already are a super athletic person. Like I was so freaking nervous, and I was supposed to roll over somebody's back and then go straight into a kick, and I rolled over the back and I kept like hesitating as I was rolling over and they were like, you have to just do it in order for the thing to work. And they were like, I know they were getting so frustrated with me. Like you have to like fully roll over his back in order for it to work. And after like six half takes of me not really doing it, you finally were like, you just grabbed me and you were like, full send. (laughs) Full send. You were like, you have to just do it. You have to do it like you're just doing it, like you're going to nail it. And I don't know why that was the thing I needed. It was like some 17-year-old punk with a mohawk to like tell Mary, me. Mary, just full send it. Just <laughs> like, full send. Full send. Some, and yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to full send it. And I did. And that was the take where I landed and then accidentally kicked, uh, kicked in John in the throat. Which they used. Which they did use yeah. that take. And yeah, and I still now when I like when I get nervous before I do a stunt, I'm like, just got to full send. Just full send. Full send, and I see your face in my head. (laughs) I love the POV of like John's POV from that whole scenario. Uh Is like you doing the kick a little bit, and he's like, "Oh man, this girl's really nervous." And I walk up, 
And I'm like, just full send it. And just from his perspective, your eyes are black. Your right. aura is like on fire. And he's like, oh shit. Like, who is this <laughs> Yeah. He's like, oh, and they just clap. kick him directly in the Adam's yeah. apple. <laughs> More, than More, More than once. More than once. There was that one. And then I. Later season, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, it was a, a different... run on kick. Yeah. Was, damn. <laughs> Poor Rickenberger, bro. Poor Rickenberger, bro. Rick, yeah. But anyway, you guys are both decently okay at advice. What's your favorite Mary advice, Jacob? Do you have one? It's like I tune them out. There's yeah. so many of them. <laughs> Mary just speaks at a frequency that I just can't hear. Okay. <laughs> Best Mary advice. Do you have one since you asked? Yes, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, I gotta think on it. Well, I, I think. Damn. It was so. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I guess I'm trying to think. I don't know if there was ever any one particular moment, but as I reflect on the first couple of years being a 16 year old, 17 year old, like looking, like, I guess without knowing, with knowing, like to my older peers, you and Mary and, and the rest of our, really everyone else. I, don't let I go to your head. Definitely, I think there was a sense of like it felt good to be honest with you mm. and as a youth whereas like I had gone gotten around a lot of my high school years kind of just getting away with lying and not really caring about it or like even to like even just dumb lies just like around other people and I think yeah I think for the first time, I'd felt comfortable to just be like, oh, okay, I'll just say whatever. This person doesn't know me anyway, so. You were pretty damn honest. Yeah, no, like, that's what I I'm think saying. back on those early that's, conversations. Yeah, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it felt super easy to be honest, and I think that that feeling that, like, was, is so important to, at least in me, my life now, to try to help replicate for other people to be, like, set a comfortable space to just be like, hey, you can, you don't have to, Miss Mary Mauser. Yeah. And with that, this concludes our episode. But before we conclude, we have a segment that we do every episode, okay. Song of the Week. We have a playlist of songs that we come up with every week. It's ever-changing. Okay. And when we have a guest on, we like them to um, you know, bring a song to add to the playlist. So can you please put us on? Oh. What is Mary's Song of the Week? It could be something that you've been listening I'm to getting, recently. Yeah, I'm getting be... a comment from the peanut gallery over there. Okay. He's in encouraging. I know what you're trying to get me to do. Oh. He wants me to put um, do emergency contact. Okay, what's that? It's the Pierce the Veil song that I was in the music video for. What? Which I love. I love the song and I love the band. So I actually like, sure, yeah, emergency contact, Pierce the Veil. Can you it's also not that was one super, of the most not... common questions we had was asking about yeah, that. Yeah, super so. quickly. How did that? Uh, okay. How did that come up? Like, do you reach out? Do they reach out? They like... reached out. Like, we, I, I'm just been a fan for forever, and I followed them on Instagram. And I, we did a a thing for Netflix or was it YouTube? Still, okay. we did a thing for promo for Cobra Kai where they had asked us all what our pump up playlists were. Oh yeah. So I, I, I put oh. a bunch of like my actual songs that I listened yeah. to to get pumped up, and a couple of them were like Pierce the Veil and Motionless White and Sleeping with Sirens and stuff like that, and so. When I did it, I tagged them. When I reposted it, I tagged the Whoa. bands. And so then they like, you know, they were like, oh, cool. We're fans of the show, whatever followed. But like, we didn't acknowledge each other. I got a DM from 
Vic Fuentes, who's the the lead, lead singer, singer for Pierce the Veil, um, and he was like, "This might be kind of crazy, That's but crazy. Uh, you know, we have we we have this music video we want to shoot, and would you want to do it?" And I I wasn't in LA at the time. It was when I was living in New York for a oh. period of time. And but I was like, I'm actually by some fluke of nature, I'm 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 actually in LA this weekend. So yeah, I can. Whoa. So I just postponed my flight, and then we shot it like two days later. Wow, and that, my first so time cool. was meeting them was like on the set which was super awesome. I mean, wow. we knew each other through DMs and like Instagram and stuff like that, but it was my first time meeting them and it was so freaking fun. They're such nice people, like so genuinely nice. And uh, and I was already like a fan of the band. So I had, you know, I, they were like, here's the lyrics and here's kind of what we want. I was like, I, I totally like, I've studied the lyrics. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, so it was, it was really fun. It was a super collaborative experience too, which was really cool. What a fucking dream. That's weird because I put Mike Sherm on my pump up playlist. <laughs> he never, he hit, never me hit you up, up saying like, let's do the asshole remix or anything <laughs> like that. So you should have put Pierce the Veil on there. I should have put Pierce the Veil. Is Vic, is Vic Fuentes the same guy who's in that song? Um, the all-time low song that he vi- yeah. actually that was the first time I ever saw Vic perform live because on my 19th birthday I went and saw uh, yeah. like all-time low with issues and whoever I think whoever else uh, tonight alive was on that tour and uh, he came out as a surprise guest yeah. to sing that song that was my first time seeing him live I was 19 it was so funny now looking back and then I saw him also at warp tour my first warp tour in like 2013 I like him he's good yeah they're they're insanely talented that band is so freaking talented. I like, They're so cool. Do you know I grab my heartbeats before you sleep? That's exactly how Vic sounds when he sings it. Yeah, there there are scarier, louder songs I could pick, but I think, yeah, sure. I'll put emergency, emergency contacts. Contact. I feel like I feel like plenty of people, even if you're not into post hardcore or rock, would still like that song. If you're into Mary Mauser, check out that. You know? <laughs> Have you even watched it? We did watch it for, yeah, yeah. For oh, the, did you? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. We, we did check it out. You're in a bathtub. I am. I uh, am. Just always being submerged. Honestly, under, and I was, and know. I, again, they were like, hope you're not claustrophobic. And they put like a piece of plexiglass over the bathtub for one of the shots. Oh, and I was like, ah, I'm fine. It's fine. Just leave me here. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. For you guys, it's fine. <laughs> it's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, what's your song of the week? I'm I'm looking up, uh, I couldn't remember the name of the, the song that I like by this band, but I will also do a sort of metal esque. Uh, I'm gonna say metal esque, and it's gonna be like. You guys know Capstan? Ooh, I'm gonna put you on right now. Let's okay. go. They're they're a smaller ish band that my brother in law uh, introduced me to. Um, I'm gonna do "Bury Your Bones" by Capstan. Okay. They're cool. They're sick. Monica Jordan, what song reminds you all of Mary? No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm going to be like, um, yeah. Fuck, oh, I should have uh, Bella's Lullaby. Shit. No, I'm going to go with Crush, Crush, Crush by Paramount. <gasps> Love that. Oh, that's Love that choice. I'm going to go with Hot Topic, Twilight Energy, <laughs> Evanescence, Bring Me uh, to Life. Oh, <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> Love Such good. Yes. I know they you came out before Twilight, way, but. This is my playlist that uh, on Fridays when I'm getting makeup done, we do emo Fridays in the makeup oh. trailer. So Jamie and I will put on emo music, and that's these are on my emo. These playlist. are all on the playlist. Yeah. Not yeah. a phase mom. It's who I am. Whole- it's not. It's not. I'm still here. I'm still the bat tattoo on the ankle. <laughs> yeah. This whole episode is gonna have the Twilight filter on it. So yeah, it's gonna look like we shot it in heaven. The blue filter. Yeah. Yes, I got your picture. It's on right now. Coming with you, dude. 
that was that was that's gonna be my song of the week. Oh, I thought. Wait, really? Maria I think I've said that in. before. That's why. Oh, I didn't, did you? I, I think. Maybe I haven't. What song? Uh, Dear Maria, count me Dear in. Dear Maria, count me in. Yeah, that's low. that's the song. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, that, that hasn't been, that hasn't been a song of the week now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. dude, I was gonna pick that one. I was like, oh no, I think I already did. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. I got your picture. I'll come you have to do the little call for the beginning. I got your picture. Yeah. There's a really awesome uh, edit of that song on top of the season one My Hero OP, and it fits like fucking perfectly. Go watch it. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it's good on any anime. Yeah, it really does. It's so good. All right, sorry. Tanner, you want to give a song of the week? He's going to. I mean, yeah. He can only have one week. You can only have one one week. You can't give one today because you only get one forever. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. All right. In all seriousness. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the podcast. Um, you can find Mary on socials here on the screen, but also for our audience who can't <laughs> listen or can't see. Can you can't spell out listen. your your handle? Any handle that you might want to put out there? The, <laughs> all right. Miss Miriam Mauser. That's my that's my Instagram. All right, and Jacob. Do you want to give your favorite sign language word? Don't you dare. Okay, I was about to say. What's that, Jay? Yeah, he's spelling his name. Okay. I just know chicken. You do do remember chicken. And weird. And you do remember weird. Do you remember the one sign that that you kept getting wrong that I taught you? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. 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 (laughs) He couldn't get stupid. (laughs) (laughs) There was a girl in my elementary school that would do, do that to me all the time. And I was, I was like, what is that? <laughs> she, she's not very good at saluting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to her commander. <laughs> okay. Well, look, y'all, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this week, uh, listen to our other episodes. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Like, subscribe, listen to our playlist. And request me again. And yeah, come, come back on. And with that, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks. This episode of Lone Lobos is a Lone Lobos production produced by Monica Tamayo and JMKM with intro music by Nicholas Gray. Like what you hear? Check us out on Instagram at Lone Lobos. <laughs>